And uh, this is FOW Live here on the, the FOW Radio Network live on Podbean. I am Patrick. With me, as always, Danny Danger and uh, the the lady, the first lady of FOW, Mika Villas. Uh, Eric's uh, on uh, assignment elsewhere. But uh, folks, how are you this evening? Uh, it's, you know, just you and I, just like old times, but, uh, you know, wrestling's good. Things are good. I'm, uh, finishing up the New Japan show from today right now as we start, so I'm watching the main event, so that's the sound you may hear in the background. Okay, so then we'll hold off talking about that. Uh, for a couple minutes at least. Yeah, to give you the ending. <laughs> there you go. For a second, I thought that was Mika Villas in a party. Oh no no no! This is just a lot of because uh, that, that, that's Japanese what I was commentary. Saying. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, so well, let's go ahead and get started, and let's start with uh, Impact Wrestling. Let's get that get that out of the way. Um, well, for me, so uh, Impact had a pay per view Rebellion this past uh, Sunday Sunday night. Yeah, yeah me off because they like to do their shows on Sunday. They some usually do Saturdays. on Saturdays and stuff, yeah, but this one was on Sunday oh. for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to go through the whole entire show, but just a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Uh, well, uh, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellery uh, became Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Uh, yes. As Rachel is uh, back with Impact, uh, and it looks like a contracted Impact wrestler. As far uh, as I know of, I mean, first night in the company, she wins a title. So I'd say that's a, uh, I'd say it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good start. Uh, yeah. And a really fun match. And I think I like the team of Grace and Ellery because there's like a powerhouse team that really can, yeah. can do a lot of different things. You know, I mean, they're, they're not only just powerhouses, but you know, they, they're, they're just very good at, at, at a lot of different styles. I think those two uh, do make for a, a very successful team there, as they showed on Saturday, Sunday night. Yeah, they. I mean, so yet again, they've only had one match together, and it was for the championship. But they seem to be meshing well together as a team already. Um, I'm interested to see where they go from here. You know, the Impact Tag Division is isn't really solid right now. There's a couple teams that have fallen apart recently. Nevaeh left the company, so that leaves Havoc without a partner now. Um, you know, so there's there's not really a whole lot of teams in the wings right now. I assume that Fire and Flavor will want a rematch. Um, we'll see if that happens in the future. Uh, now, what was probably one of the most surprising uh, finishes of the night. Finjuice defeated the Good Brothers to retain the Impact World Tag Team Championship. It was a really fun match, but I thought that uh, the titles would go back to the main roster instead uh, here in the hands of uh, Finjuice uh, still. Uh, the, as, the, as we'll talk a little later, the New Japan uh, AEW uh impact relationship continues to grow but yeah here Finjus still your impact tag team champion 
I mean, I'm, I'm a big... is still open. That's what you meant to say, right? Yeah, the forbidden door is still open, so some relationships are still working. But I like you. I'm a big fan of Finn Juice, but I was surprised that they won as well. I assumed that their winning would just kind of be a couple week thing, and as soon as they, they would lose it on first defense, back to somebody who's, you know, impact contracted talent. Um, but you know, Finn Juice retains, and you know, New Japan guys still have the the Impact Championships. Impact losing their championships to, uh, you know, outside sources, a theme of the night, I guess. I mean, they're, they're trading championships all over as your main event in a winner-takes-all match uh, where the Impact World Championship and the AEW World Championship were both on the line uh, to a very reasonable price of not a lot of shenanigans. Kenny Omega defeats... Rich Swan to become uh, the double champ, the uh, or as people like to call you these days, the champ champ. Well, of if course, you count the AAA Mega Championship, he's champ yeah, champ champ. Say, yeah, 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 he's a champ champ. Because they were champ. also mentioning yeah. that on air as well. They were talking about him being Impact Mega, you know, AAA Mega Champion, even though he didn't have that belt with him. No. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was surprised that there was a lack of shenanigans. You know, we had a little bit. There was the two, with the two ref scenario, one ref from AEW, one ref from Impact. The Impact ref gets knocked down. So, uh, you know, Aubrey from AEW comes in to referee and finish the match. But I expected run-ins from the Good Brothers, run-ins yeah. from, you know, people in, in Swan's crew. I expected yeah, maybe Edwards Scott Moore or Tony Khan or, right. you know, even maybe the Young Bucks to make an appearance and do all kinds of shenanigans to, to essentially screw Rich Swan out of the title. But he pretty much was defeated flat out. I mean, he took a you know he took a crap ton of, of V triggers, and then he took the one winged oh. angel, and he didn't kick out. And yeah. uh, was a little a little shocked and surprised that the match ended that that you know uh, cleanly, that that decisively because then yet again, impacts seemingly getting getting so much taken away from them during this uh, during this open door policy thing, you know. Finn Juice has their tag belts. Now an AEW guy has their world championship. Um, and it kind of leaves, you know, these guys have other commitments uh, elsewhere. So championships may not be defended as regularly as they would be if they had an impact talent that was that was holding them. Yeah, I AEW mean, look, impact. we're talking about a, a pandemic world that we still live in, right? What if Finn Juice goes to Japan and then they can't come back? Yeah, they Let's get say, they get locked in yeah. there for a month or two or something. Yeah, I mean, right now you know Japan and Tokyo's under restrictions. Yeah, certain you parts know, of Japan are under yeah. state of emergency, and certain right. parts new, are, new, are new, a lot clearer. Yeah, New Japan personally just had to put up new protocols for their two big shows coming up. Yeah, next month. they had to, and they canceled. Uh, they canceled the three shows, shows that were in Kurikan yeah. Hall down in Tokyo um, because of the state of emergency there. So it's very possible and, you know, even traveling that they could get locked in and, you know, so it's, it's kind of unusual, but I, I don't know how far ahead impact tapes. I know they tape. That's obviously not a live show, but I don't know how far ahead they tape, you know, the fact that they can maybe tape several episodes worth of impact in a day or two. Finjuice loses the titles on one of those times before Finjuice goes, has to go back to Japan. Um, but I don't, you know, and I don't know. Kenny traveling back and forth between Nashville and uh, and Tampa, so I don't know what's uh, 
how he's going to be defending that belt as well as the uh, well, he he's got the bus well to take AEW to Nashville. Belt. Well, there you go. So he's got that nice bus that where he's done a lot of his stuff. Yeah, the, the Kenny Express or whatever. Yeah, I, I I think I think that they they're they're having a uh a, a show like a, one of those Impact I pay per views for their subscription thing, the uh, yeah. Impact World or whatever it's called. In a few weeks, remember. I think. I think May yeah. 15th, and, I think, if I remember. And, Kenny's and supposed Kenny's to be there, gonna be, Yeah, he's, he's supposed to defend the championship. So, yeah. against two, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I'm it'll be defend, he, determined on the next few weeks yeah. of Impact. I'm assuming that he's going to remain champion until his anniversary, and eventually he'll drop the belt then. Uh, it's what my guess is. Uh, but but you come he, back to who an Impact could essentially dethrone Kenny. And right. why would AEW want their champion to take a pinfall loss somewhere else? Yeah. I mean, some other questions, and, you know, look, I think right now Impact has done a lot for AEW, right? And AEW um, has done crap for them. AEW did not even mention their pay-per-view on, no, on TV at all. Not. Kenny Omega was going to be in the main event. Their champion potentially could have lost his title. It was title for title. He could have lost his belt. And they didn't even mention it whatsoever. The only time they mention Impact is to make jokes at their expense. Um, I think AEW is, you know, getting the advantage because they're getting to pick and choose people from Impact that they want to wrestle on their show. And uh, Impact's kind of getting the shaft on this deal so far. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, it's kind of weird. Uh, it's it's kind of a lot. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But now, of course, coming up this, and Impact apparently has a few pay-per-views going on, but all eyes are on uh, Slammiversary as, you know, they put out this big package. Uh, yes. And in the package, they put out a lot of wrestlers. A lot of wrestlers, yeah. uh, including some that were just recently released. I believe Samoa Joe, Mickey James, and Chelsea Green were, we're on, on this uh, video. Yeah. Also, as well as wrestling, o- as well Okada as Okada and Naito, and Naito. Yeah. and those is uh, Muta. Uh, yeah, the great Muta as well. Yeah. I think that they were just trying to show people yet again. They're trying to get people talking. Mm-hmm. They're using footage that they already own, so it's not right. illegal. But they're trying to they're trying to showcase. They're going to claim for the people that don't come back and debut. They're going to claim that they were just showing people who had been featured in Slammiversary's past. Who have gone on to greater? Who've gone on to bigger stardom? That's what they're going to claim when people buy Slammiversary and whomever they wanted didn't debut. They're just going to say, "Oh, that question. was a hype package to show you know who we who we had in the past and and how great Slammiversary has been." And you never know who will show up, etc. Huh. So, because last year at Slammiversary, you know, after we had WWE cuts, Eric Young showed up, the Good Brothers showed up. You know, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins would come to show up later. Um, so it's I, it's kind of been a gimmick, you know, at least last year. So I think a lot of people are expecting big things and possible big returns this year as well. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I mean, look, I think they, they did a lot. I mean, they with the returns, Eric Young came in. I think for the most part, you know, you get snippets here with Zack Ryder and um, uh, and Myers, and then Ryan's partner, whatever his name is, uh, the guy with eight kids, Slater, Heath, 
Yeah, just, Slater you know, was there for a little bit. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. I feel like you know they, they they did a big thing for EC3, and then that just basically went nowhere. Yeah. Then they eventually just uh, it the, it did pan out, and he eventually signed with Ring of Honor. Yeah. So they could potentially uh, bring people in for you know for the shock value for the for the for the moment of bringing them back. And then essentially not sign them and not really do much with them like they did with the EC3. Yeah. But is the the question is, is the 90 day come you know, non-compete for those people recently released with the WWE, does that coincide with Slammiversary? Yes, it, uh, it, it I it technically it does. They say that it was coming back in July. They didn't say I don't believe they said a specific date in yeah. July. Yeah, they they've announced they announced the, the May and the June, but they didn't give a date in July for Slammiversary yet. Um, and then the biggest thing, of course, is that you know the ninety day no compete. Some people hold to it, some people don't. You know, we've had people in the past who literally say this ninety day no compete is crap. Take me to court over it. I'll it fight is. it, and you won't you won't win. So other people are saying I don't want I don't even want to deal with lawyers. I don't want to deal. Right. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. You know. Keep the door open for possibly a return to WWE at some time, um, as that's you know most of these talent we're told the door's always open. You know if if we decide we want or need you in the future, you know we will contact you. It's not today is you know you getting let go today is not hey we never want to speak to you again. There's an open door policy. There's an open door policy. You know, you know we can we can let people back in you know as they wish as we've saw seen people. You know, Drew McIntyre, of course, get released and come back. Jinder Mahal get released and come back to, and do greater things than they did on their second run than they did their first run. Definitely, seen uh, uh, how that all because it, it's just it, you know. I mean, I think Impact is is right now at a place. Where they need, they, they really need something, something big, and I don't yes. know if this is the something big. Um, to be honest, I mean, the you're, you're kind of, you know, messing. Maybe you you kind of like messing with the fans' emotions here. I mean, you got because look, you tell me it's a possibility. Samoa just coming back. I want him to kill Kenny Omega and take the title back. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you imagine some more Joe. You were no one except for some more Joe. Yeah. So it's weird. Well, and they kind of toy with the emotions, but I think it's it's meant to draw interest, and it's meant to draw anticipation. You know, I think that's the whole game they're playing is trying to get you to to, to watch Impact, to tune into the pay per views. You know, and if they got to kind of tease you a little bit with things that may not become a reality. That's what they'll do. But, you know, there's not to say that they aren't in talks with any of those people, but yeah. they just may not be, you know, I mean, it with the open door policy, I guess, t- technically, you know, Naito and, you know, and Okada could potentially come over to TNA for at least an appearance. Mm-hmm. Albeit unlikely, I would say with those guys, um, you know, it's it's not entirely impossible. Yeah, De- definitely not not impossible. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I look forward to it. I mean, 
I, I want to give them a chance. I, I want them to see uh, them succeed. I just want to see what they do and how they do it. Right now, uh, you know, have their champions are outside of their roster. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Now, Rich Swan, did he did he get anything out of this? Do you do you think people saw Rich Swan and said, "Hey"? He's a guy who belongs in, in, in that conversation of the top tier guys. He just fought Kenny Omega. And in many people in the independent wrestling world, Kenny Omega is one of the top, if not the top guy. Here, Rich Swan, one on one against Kenny Omega. It took a lot, but he finally was put down. It is well, does he it, belong in that conversation. I say I say he can go with those guys, but that match was not a very good showcase for Rich Swan. It was very one-sided. Rich had his off some offense towards the beginning, but then Kenny took over and Kenny dominated pretty much until the end and pretty much beat, you know, Rich within an inch of his life. Just continued to kind of toy with him, hit him with the V trigger, you know, to where he was almost unconscious. To the point where the, the officials are saying, oh, you know, he doesn't even need to do the one-winged angel. You know, Rich Swan's already out. Kenny's just doing this for, you know, to, to boost, to kind of boast and show off. Um, so I don't I don't think that it really did much for Impact or for Rich Swan. It made, you know, Rich Swan was essentially because he's the champion. He's the, you know, unified champion of the Impact and the Impact World Belt. Um, he's He in theory, is Impact's best, okay? He's the best wrestler on their roster. You know, that's what the championship means. You hold the championship, you're the best. And Kenny Omega dominated, you know, controlled him and didn't let Rich get off a whole lot of moves and beat him mercilessly and pinned him cleanly. Um, I don't think it really made Rich look good. I've seen Rich, you know, in matches, and I think he can, you know, physically – Skill-wise, he can definitely hang with the best there is. But this did not show him as being capable to do such. He was outclassed, basically. He was outclassed and dominated by an invader from another promotion. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything about Rich Swan. I didn't didn't see anything on the the interwebs about Rich Swan. It was also all, all about Kenny and yeah, I haven't watched uh, Impact AEW um, yet. I haven't gone back and seen it, but I don't even know if they even mentioned uh, Kenny I doubt, winning the I belt. doubt they did. They didn't mention anything going going into it. I doubt they mentioned anything going out of it. I don't. Th- I don't imagine he appeared with the Impact belt. Um, I saw only brief pictures of him, you know, in a brawl, and he only had the AEW World Championship with him. So I don't think that they mentioned it at all. He's calling himself the bell collector. They did start off with, um, hold on. They did start off with uh, all of the elite folks in a limo. And I can't, you couldn't really see all of Kenny, but they did talk about him being the the belt collector that he had X amount of championships. So there was a, I think. So that's all they did just. They didn't even mention I, Impact by name. They just said he had more. He'd won more gold over the weekend or something. I I didn't I didn't watch it all. Jeez. I'm I'm I'm, a, okay. uh, uh, I'm only a couple. Paraphrasing. Months yeah, you're a little so, behind yeah. in paraphrasing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so. okay. You know that that's what WWE right said about the Good Brothers. They they have won 
tag team championships all over the world. All over the world, yeah. Other places, places also known as Impact. They used to always say, yeah, they used to always say that as, you know, WCW used to say that too. He's a former world champion as the guy debuts, you know? Yeah. But they never mentioned where and when he held the belts. You know, different history for different people. There you go. Who knows? I mean, Don Callis was on commentary for like a match with the Young Bucks, and I did kind of tune it out. So I'll have to go back and look and listen yeah. and go, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So with that said, let's go to Japan. Of course, uh, they're on the road two shows. Uh, they had a special showing in uh, Kagoshima where uh, this is the uh, Satsuma no Kuni event. Uh, this past uh, last night, last night, yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, we saw uh, two title matches with Toriyanu uh, defeating Evil in uh, the uh, King of Pro Wrestling 2021 match in a Creation of Darkness blindfold match. Okay, so just to kind of set this up, basically at random parts through the match, if you are able to get away with it, you basically cover your opponent with a black hood so they can't see anything. And also, in, in random mad times, which I think it'll happen like once or twice, if I remember correctly, that lights would completely go, go completely out. And now you're no, wrestling you're, in the dark. You're mixing the stipulations. There was... there was, But they both happened, though. Yeah, well... They both happened. But, but not due to the stipulations. Evil, evil stipulation that he wanted was to have the lights go out at random intervals. Okay. Yeah. Later during the match, Gato went out and turned out the lights for a little bit. And then Gato came, turned the lights back on and came to ringside. So that was which Gato what, doing it. That was specifically That's what the stipulation the of the match. I remember. But the thing with the yeah. black hood is you could only pin or submit or be counted out or be down for a knockout while you were wearing the hood. So multiple times during the match, Rather than kick out, they would just pull the hood off their head and the count stops. It was a, it was kind of confusing at first, but I, I think very, they I mean, played I'm confused, they played into it very very well. I yeah. felt it was a really fun and creative match. The, I'm I'm starting to become a Yano fan because of his creativity in I'm matches. Not there yet. Um, yeah. I'm getting to that point. I'm still not a fan of you know. Of Taguchi and his butt stuff, but uh, but I'm starting to become a fan of Yano because of that match. Actually, it was so well done. There was the part where Evil had the hood on Yano's head, and he had Yano's wrist taped to the uh to the barricade outside, so Yano could be counted out. Yano couldn't break the tape, so what he was able to do was shake his head enough to where the hood fell off, and the count stopped at 18 rather than be counted mm-hmm. out. Um, he came close. There was the point because he came close. There was the point where they were both down for the 10 count over the knockout rather than stand up on their feet. They both just took the hoods off and the count stopped. I felt it was a very creative way to do that match and to add extra drama into it. Um, I really enjoyed that match. I just, you know, I, I might have to go back and watch it again. Actually. I enjoyed it so much. I was, I just, I was so marveled by the creativity of the, how they use the gimmick. Cause I've seen gimmick matches, where the gimmick doesn't get used as well as it possibly could have, and I felt that they did wonderfully with that. But still not a fan of the butt stuff. Still not a fan of Taguchi and the butt stuff, no. Man, everybody else loves butt stuff. What's wrong with you, man? 
Hey man, some people just don't like butt stuff. Okay, don't yeah. don't kink shame me. <laughs> You're kink shaming uh, the rest of us. Uh, I'm not kink shaming. I'm just saying it's not for me. I didn't say you couldn't enjoy it. I just said it's not for me. Uh, but okay, yeah, here's, I, I feel here's some breaking. Speaking of speaking of impact in New Japan, before we go any further, I'm looking on the Twitter machine, and New Japan Global just announced that El Fantasmo will debut on Impact on May 6th. All so right. more people from New Japan coming to Impact. El Fantasmo to debut uh, course, next ELP, week. Of course, ELP was already in the country because he was uh, here for. A he PWX did some indie shows. Show. He was there for PWX uh, and he wrestled part Chip of. There, I, think I think he was. Yeah, yeah, he wrestled Chip. I assume he. I assume he dropped him on his head. You um, know, I mean, you're not going to have ELP lose when he comes in to fight Chip. You know, I, I think Chip won. I don't think that's the truth. Oh I, I I thought I saw it once upon a time on the Twitter machine. PWX K match. I'm, I'm intrigued now. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, I like I like ELP and uh, he's really you know, good at getting people to not like him. He's he's amazingly yeah. agile and supremely gifted in the ring, but he does enough to where you you don't want to cheer him despite his his talent and his athleticism. Which the is kind of a hard is, thing to do sometimes. The, the question is, what happens when when he shows up on Impact at wearing the uh, you know Bullet Club here, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, you guys can't do that." You know? Yeah, does he come out wearing Bullet Club gear, or do they yeah. make him not wear Bullet Club gear? That would be something too. They could possibly say, "Okay, just wear ELP gear. Don't wear gear with Bullet Club stuff on it," because. You know, we got this Kenny and Good Brothers Club thing. Or maybe it's part of the tease is does he come in and immediately join their group or not? You know, yeah. that could be part of the tease is he yet again, he is Bullet Club. These guys are claiming to be Bullet Club, but they're not in Japan. You know, that could be part of the tease of of where does where do his loyalties lie? Who does he side with? Yeah, that would be interesting to to find out. Um yeah, no, uh, I, I can't get these results anywhere. Apparently, uh, the internet hasn't caught up yet with with this show. Um, Do I need to go ahead and reach out and like, all right, who, who won this match? <laughs> of course, the name Hi, goes Brian. over. Who are you kidding? You could probably look up on the PWX fan page um, on Facebook. Usually somebody posts results on there. True. I'll um, go there. But what what well Vic is doing the, the research. Uh okay, so the, the main event of course saw Rapaji 3K defend the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team titles against El Desperado and Kanemaru. Uh, almost thirty minutes and uh, this was a, a, fun, a really fun match. Uh of course uh with uh show um selling uh the, the knee uh yeah most of the match. I mean, they wouldn't. They wouldn't heavy on it at the beginning. Uh, yeah, it's you know they go heavy on. They went heavy on Yo's knee, and they went on to shows back as well because they noticed that you know Kanemaru and El Desperado have battled Rapongi 3K many times over the last several years. They're pretty much you know the two top junior teams uh, in New Japan, and um, they've been battling so. They know each other's weaknesses. They know that both guys have previous injuries, and they took turns targeting them. 
Um, yet again, these guys always do really great stuff together. This was no exception. Uh, you know, Yo is leading into a singles title match with El Desperado, so Yo got to show out a lot, show some new offense. Um, you know, and he got the pin on Kanemaru. El Desperado wasn't able to get in and break it. Um, and then, of course, they kind of had a face-off. But bigger news coming out of that, too, was Yo claimed that when he beat El Desperado, his first opponent he wanted to face was his tag partner, Show. So if, you know, yet again, this is a big if, if Yo beats El Desperado, we will see, you know, potentially Rapongi 3K against each other for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Definitely. I mean that that that'll be something. That'll be a fun match. Um and I, I do have an update here. All right. Um, what is the update? Uh made in Kennesaw. Chip Day defeated El Fantasma. Really? Wow. Yes, I am sir. I, call, color me surprised. Color me <laughs> surprised. They bring in I a mean, big name. You know, the we big we name don't jobs. color people here. I mean that's that's not there you go. Right. I don't see color. I don't see color, right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it was a it was a it was a great show. I mean, you had Savannah Evans winning the PWX Pure Championship, beating Shug. Beating Shug D, uh, yeah. That's another she big She started the championship for my brother Shug. <laughs> no, 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 no. Shug got eaten she, alive. He 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 tried to play and he played with the wrong one. And she and she pinned him, yeah. She slammed him with a yeah. full Nelson slam and pinned him. Yeah. Which, by the way, if yeah, you that's... haven't seen uh, the show yet, uh, What Lies Beneath, it's available now on uh, PWX's uh, streaming service. The uh, high spots and uh, I think I think the high spots and PWX's doesn't they have don't they have their own streaming service now? Yeah, they just started like, a streaming service. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and so some something. of the shows are still on high spots. Some of yeah. them are on the PWX channel. Um, so you can yeah, find it so... there. It was just a few weeks ago. So now, so now we come to next week, of course, in honor of Star Wars Day. We have two big shows coming up, May 3rd, May 4th. Uh, this is the annual Wrestling Dontaku event, uh, which are happening next week. Um, and on May 3rd, three big matches, Saxeby Jr. Uh, versus Tangaloa uh, for the rights to challenge for the, the tag team titles. And, of course, Taishi and Tamatonga in the Iron Finger from Hell ladder match. Uh, as uh, these two teams have been battling each other, and they want to uh, they want shot at the titles one more time. Uh, the girls' destiny and the uh, Digital Tech is going to face off one more time. Uh, so, yeah, so only, one half. Only if, only if Zack Sabre Jr. could yeah. pin Tama or get him to submit Tamatonga. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so we got two big matches with lots of stake. And, of course, uh, for the Never Openweight Championship, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi ca- uh, will defend against Jay White. Should Looking be a great match. Those one. guys have always done great things against each other. Uh, Jay has been in – he was in the States for WrestleCon at WrestleMania weekend um, and has not been on the New Japan tours so I don't know if he's in Japan yet and just having to sit out of quarantine since coming back from the States or he's waiting to fly into closer to this event. So in all the preview matches, Gato has been in his place getting getting beat up by Tanahashi, um, tapping out to the JTO. Um, 
So Jay White will make his return, and Jay White looks to be the first guy to hold all four of the big titles in New Japan. The uh, U.S., the Never, the Intercontinental, and the uh, World – well, not the World, but the old IWGP belt. So he would be the if he wins, he'd be the first guy to hold all those all those championships. Yeah. Uh, and then on May fourth, Star Wars Day, uh, El Desperado will be the, uh, defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Yo, and Will Osprey will be defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Shingo. Uh, both should be really good matches. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Yo can do, um, in a singles capacity since coming back. You know, he's only wrestled tag matches with, uh, with his partner, but he has challenged for the junior heavyweight championship. So I'm excited to see what he can do, um, on his own. You know, we've seen he's a great tag team wrestler, but. He hasn't always had the best record when it comes to singles matches, so I'm interested to see what he can do. Um, and Shingo looks to be on fire heading into his match with Will Ospreay. They had the tag match this morning, and uh, you know they got the pin on uh, Great Okan. Shingo and Naito did, and after the match, uh, Shingo and Ospreay brawled, and Shingo was able to hit Last of the Dragon on Will Ospreay. So, you know, he's got essentially has all the momentum going into this title match. Um, the fans are certainly behind Shingo as, you know, he came runner up in the New Japan Cup, um, you know, but still gets the first title shot at uh, at Will Ospreay's belt. The winner will go on to face um, Okada at one of the outdoor stadium shows, you know, in the next coming weeks as well. Uh, so, you know, it's not no, no rest for the wicked. Um, Depending, you know, regardless of who wins, they have Okada in the in the wings. Yeah, lots of really fun matches. Now, uh, moving over quickly to Lily uh, and what's going on. We're, we're not going to cover a lot on this because we got some uh, fun matches to watch uh, so, and talk about. But uh, NXT Bronson Reed earns a title shot. Uh, for uh, the NXT North American title against Gargano. I don't know if they said it was going to happen next week or coming soon, but uh, Bronson Reed getting one more title shot. Uh, looks like Adam Cole it, it has his eyes set on um, on Karrion Cross uh, next well, week. Does, does he or doesn't he? Because in his interview... He, he was talking about Cross as whether he could be the guy or not, whether he could be the next big star of NXT, the guy to carry the company. Um, he didn't specifically say, I'm going to take the belt from him. He, when, the, when the interviewer asked, where are you going? Where do you go from here? Adam Cole basically said, it's none of your business, but wherever I go, you can be guaranteed, you yeah. know. I'm going to be the main guy, et cetera, et cetera. So he didn't specifically say he was coming back to NXT. He didn't specifically say he was going to, you know, challenge Karrion Cross. But, you know, I mean, he kind of, you know, and essentially he teased that maybe he could be going to Raw or SmackDown instead. He left it wide open. He was wearing yeah. his sunglasses. He was lost outside in the heat. 
it was Florida, you know. Yeah, Adam Cole. Hot, was all, they they called him the uh, Panama City Playboy. Panama City Playboy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they um, they they went back Adam there. Adam Cole is is a wonderful is wonderful in these kind of interview settings. He used to do a lot of them in Ring of Honor. Um, you know, he used to call it story time with Adam Cole, baby. And he'd be sitting in his house in front of the fireplace in a nice easy chair. And he would do these great kind of interview spoken things. Um, I think that's some of Adam Cole's strongest points is his talking, his promo ability, getting you interested and invested in what he's doing and where, where he's going, you know, and I think he did a really good job in the, in that sit down interview. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but no, I think, well, he did close saying they, you know, uh, I believe uh, his exact words were that a uh, paraphrasing here NXT would soon see the best Adam Cole anybody has ever seen. So that to me tells me he he, he may be coming. But you know, you true. I mean, uh, maybe I'm jumping the gun because I think he would only try to go for the title, but he may not. He may he may decide to do other things, but we'll see. Um, and Legado del Fantasma, I think you know. Made a statement at the end of the show uh, with uh, holding all three belts, the NXT title, the Cruiserweight title, the tag team titles, um, as they they defeated uh, in a six man tag team action against Kushida and MSK. Uh, So, yeah, uh, which was a really fun match. Oh, absolutely. Really fun match. these guys, you, I mean, when that match was thrown on paper, I think a lot of people were already getting excited because they knew how good of a match it could be. Um, and, you know, Legato stands tall. I think, you know, we've been, you and I have been big fans of him for a long time. But, you know, I think people are starting to realize that that Santos could be the guy. In NXT. Yeah. He could be the next big star to come out of NXT. Right. Um... And um, get, getting on to moving on to uh, SmackDown uh, this this Friday night, Roman Reigns uh, versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Title. But more than anything here, if Roman wins, Daniel is out of here. He's he's forced to leave SmackDown. It's not quite a retirement yeah. match, but it's pretty darn close to it. Let him go make more Bella babies. Just please. I'm tired of the little tree hugger and his wife. Let him go. I hey, now. Listen. Damn. Why, why you got to be so nasty? Uh, Apollo yeah, Crews and BG, of so course, nasty. in a WrestleMania rematch. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Could this be the end of Daniel Bryan and in the SmackDown brand or the Blue brand as they call it? Who knows? Uh, Monday Night Raw Strowman f- makes make, makes you know makes himself part of the uh, title equation. He is now uh, going to be facing uh, champion Lashley and uh, McIntyre in a triple threat match at WrestleMania Backlash or Backlash WrestleMania or however you call it. I forget. Um, and Charlotte Flair is no longer suspended. As Sonya Deville apparently decided to uh, that she's got some power. There's so many and jokes there. She let Charlotte in Ar- the back door. There are so many jokes there. And uh, Team RK Bro is created. 
Oh, goodness. Boo, I say well, boo, you know. I say boo. Yeah, yeah. Um, goodness, not not exactly a team that I was really looking for and looking forward to. Um, not really a team that I ever said, hey, I wonder how good it would be if these two guys teamed up together. Well, all I got to say is, bro. Yeah. Uh, no, that should be a fun match. That didn't, that didn't answer my question, though. You, you know what I'm looking forward to? The eventual turn when Randy punts this fool across the universe. That's all I want in life. I don't ask for a whole lot from people, but this, I ask of this, of everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Now, of course, WrestleMania Backlash. Also, we have announced Bailey and, uh, uh, and uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm terrible with it. Bianca Belair for the yeah, Women's Bailey. Championship. We did kind of talk about that last week, but we get a chance to ask you, Mika, here, uh, your thoughts this match with, with, um, with, 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 Bailey uh, and Bianca. The, the current With, SmackDown Women's Champion and the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. I think it's an opportunity for Bianca to solidify her, her reign, um, to show that, yes, yeah, she beat the blueprint. She beat Sasha, who's been the, you know, respectively number one um, girl as far as WWE's women's division goes. Bailey has been a strong number two, one and a half, if you really want to be honest about it, because those two have run a division and run things for, you know, of course, during the entire pandemic. So this is uh, the opportunity for Bianca to showcase more of her talent and to let Bailey do what Bailey does. Bailey makes people look good. So I expect nothing more than, you know, shenanigans and antics from Bailey. And as these two have feuded before, this is not new. It's just, the fact that now Bianca has to defend the title. Yeah, Bianca's in the in the driver's seat now versus her trying to challenge for Bailey's title or, you know, for in under tag rules or whatever. Um it should be a fun match, but yet again, like you said, it's you know, Bianca main evented night one of, of WrestleMania again, you know, defeated Sasha Banks. So now here's the other big star of the women's division in in Bailey. You know, if she can essentially beat Bailey, I think she could, you know, be on par to call herself the best, the best women's wrestler in WWE. Yeah. So that should be a really fun match. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to to see how the the rest of the WrestleMania backlash uh, uh, show. Place out. I've still got what three weeks, two weeks left. Plenty of shows uh, in the third Thunderdome. But what about the rumors that possibly SummerSlam could be in front of wrestling fans? I had not heard that rumor yet. Um, you know, I was a little surprised that you know WrestleMania was in front of live fans, but then they went back to the Thunderdome for Raw the next night. 
I thought that they would at least have the Monday, you know, the Monday after Raw, have live fans there. You know, that's always a special thing with the live fans. Usually you get some debuts, some returns, you know. The fans kind of were a rowdy bunch, and they, they kind of helped dictate things in the past. But they kind of took that away from people and went right back to the Thunderdome this year. Um, you know, if you could do Thunderdome change locations now. Yeah, well, the, so that's, that's also true. a thing. That's true. Um, if you can do it safely, I would say I'm all for it. But I have a feeling that come towards the end of summer, when SummerSlam happens and the fall, we're going to get more and more COVID cases because I think that people have been people are tired of being shut in, and some are vaccinated, yes, but not everybody is. And I think people are going to go out and reopen their social calendars, go on vacation, go to the beach, go to theme parks. And I think come that, we're going to have a lot more COVID cases come the end of summer because people are just, they decided that COVID was over. You know, I go out to the store and I see a lot more people not wearing masks than I did two months ago. Um, so I think that that could be, um, you know, something that, it's just uh, maybe SummerSlam isn't – they're not able to do it safely in, in Florida, which, of course, has been a hive for um, for COVID, you know, just because people keep wanting to get out. They want to go outside. They want to go out to the beach, and people are getting exposed, and people keep getting sick. Yeah, uh, that definitely. It's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, that, that whole COVID thing, how many people will be – uh vaccinated by then uh but i don't know we'll see uh now matt will be joining us shortly as we're going to look back at some more matches from action wrestling which i have not shared with him or anybody else so i want to give you some a chance now if you're listening to get on iwtv.live and get on the action wrestling channel and i'll tell you the show in just a few moments once we have matt in but, you know, of course, as we talked about before, Sydney City Invitational is back August 6th, August 7th. Also announced this week uh, is that we're having the, the very popular uh, action uh, uh, showcase, feature showcase uh, back also on that weekend. Uh, but the names so far announced uh, for SEI are Nolan Edward. So you got to... No S this time. Uh, no S this time. You learned. Uh, or B. Yeah, no B or S. Uh, yeah. Jer- Jeremy Wyatt. Uh, wow. The one they call Manders. You got to say that nope. with your chest. The one they call Manders. You got to say it Well, with I-, I say it with my mouth. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Logan Creed, Daniel Garcia, and Alex Kane. The only one I had never heard of was uh, Alex Garcia, but apparently... He's a young up and rising guy who's a big deal up north. Uh, but yeah, uh, Logan Creed, a huge uh, staple here in Georgia, uh, making his, uh, his his SCI debut, I believe. I don't think he's ever been at an SCI event. I feel like he has yeah. been. I yeah, Logan he Creed has been, been at SCI. I, I, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, he's a tree. There's a lot of trees at SCI, but I really feel yeah. that he has been at SCI. Well, e- either way, gonna... so far, it's an interesting mix of talent. You know, yet again, 
SCI likes to showcase a lot of younger talent, a lot of up-and-coming talent, as well as some veterans who may not have you know gotten the shine they deserve. And I think Jeremy Wyatt fits into that place. Jeremy Wyatt's been around a lot of years, you know, primarily in the Midwest, but he's kind of been a staple and a veteran in that scene. Um, and you know, he's kind of been turning more and more to this mentor role of trying to help the younger generation. And I think that SCI saw his work on wanting to help and improve the next generation and wrestling as a whole. Um, and they decided they wanted to bring him in so that he can showcase what he can do on a different stage. Um, you know, yet again, Logan Creed, he's been here, you know, in Georgia a lot, a lot of years. He's won championships just about everywhere he's been, um, you know, and he's one of those he's guys a monster. Too, who's looking, who, you know, who's kind of playing a mentor role now. And, you know, you have some younger talent, some talent who hasn't really shined on a big stage, getting that opportunity. And that's, I think that's at the core, that's what SCI is about. It's about helping to showcase and develop new stars for the Southeast, you know, specifically, but ultimately to, to promote who they feel could be, you know, some of the next top guys in independent wrestling. Yeah. And I, I want to welcome now uh, a good friend of the show and uh, ours, of course, um, Matt Griffin, Matt the Mouth, well, welcome back to FW Live. Good evening, everybody. Uh, so, uh, you probably weren't listening, Matt. We we're kind of like talking about just the first few entrants of the SCI, and then it comes talking about just the, the you know, the what, what you guys look for in wrestlers. Now, I do want to point out. Uh, Scott Hensley put out on Twitter a thread today, I think it was today, um, about the things that they look for in, in the talent that you guys book for SEI, you know, and I, it was a very good way to help people understand, well, hey, you know, th th this is kind of what you want to look for and, and, and to, to want to be a part of it. So, of course, you're, you're a huge part of, of team now and, of course, with action also doing the showcase, but... Uh, what kind of things do you look at when somebody comes and says to you, hey, Matt, uh, I want to be part of the SCI this year? Well, well, first of all, I mean, I think it goes without saying that the wrestling talent has to be there. Um, that's, I mean, that, that has to be there. They have to be able to match up with anybody in just about any given style and be able to have a good match because in a field of 16 where you've got eight first round matches and you're trying to put together a diverse field, you can't necessarily just book like you might for a regular show where it's just one-on-one. -on -one. You have to, uh, you have to be able to work with anybody. That's, I mean, and have the, have the talent to be able to not be completely outclassed or outshined. That's that's the the thing it goes probably without saying. Uh, we look for wrestlers who are interested in being more than those forty milers. We need we need wrestlers uh, who want to have a high profile in wrestling. We do want to elevate local talent, but we want to elevate local talent that are also at the same time working to elevate themselves. Um. It happens every year. We do have local wrestlers who wonder why they're being ignored. And the the thing is, I think that me and Scott are too nice to say back. It's like, well, why have you ignored your own career? 
because if we put out a poster, uh, a graphic saying you're an SEI, no one would know who you are. Um, and you need to have a body of work with a variety of opponents who are, um, who are going to be speak for itself. You know, you can't, you generally don't want to just be somebody who's in one place. Um, and obviously it's different when we're looking at futures because we're looking at future potential it's people we think in a year or two may be in the SCI or may end up being signed. And we did a pretty good job with that the first three years, <laughs> um, especially last year, which was a little bit challenging, but we had a very good diverse field. Um, I was real proud of the finals uh, and, and who we got. Um, but those are the types of things. We look for wrestlers who want to have a high profile and just want to increase their profile on, on independent wrestling. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that answer makes much sense. But, um, oh, and by the way, I don't know if you, I heard a bit of it. I don't know if you answered it, but Logan Creed was in a Scenic City Rumble once. Okay. I couldn't remember this. He was in the Rumble, but so not he was, Scenic City Invitational. Not, not a Scenic City Invitational proper, Correct. but he was there. Listen, okay. the tree was uh, there. It was SCI weekend. I was right. All right. So so here we go. Um, we, we, Matt, we, we're back. You wanted to be here. Again, you enjoy watching the two matches I threw at you uh, last time. So you want to you you wanted to do this again? We're gonna put you uh, on the hot seat, or uh, not 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 too hot. I think that the kilos took care of that for you earlier today. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, oh yeah, I've uh, I had a te- I had a tequila tasting today, so I'm in a good mood. Yeah, amen. Uh, yeah, see, whatever this show. By the way, this episode is brought to you by whatever brand of tequila uh, Matt drank today. Plus. Uh, my Rotunda Pisco that I'm having with my Coca-Cola, <laughs> which, by the way, uh, we, we did mention last week, WrestleCade is back, and, you know, it, it's, a, it's a place that we like going every year, and I showed Mika the bottle of Pisco that I had brought back from uh, from Peru, imported from Peru uh, this past weekend, and I said, Mika, you want this? Come get this. So, you know, if she was on the fence about going to North Carolina and Winston-Salem this Thanksgiving weekend, uh, they say it's still more. Uh, fans, you anticipated, you wondered, will Mika Villas return to Winston-Salem? Uh, beware. She'll be there. And, you know, as you can see, as you can see uh, at the WrestleCon Hotel or outside the WrestleCon Hotel, when she's not yelling at bus drivers in the middle of the morning, <laughs> she can definitely drink a full bottle in one sitting. So, see me before I see the bottom of that bottle. Have you That's heard the story, Matt? If you really have, you heard the story? I ha- I have not heard the story. Okay, this is fantastic. So, I, I so first before Mika tells the story again, uh, I W. TV.live is where you should be. Action. Uh, and the show that you that, that everybody is going to right now is going to be uh, back uh, to what was the date? Uh, it was the first of two back-to-back shows at a, at a high school a high school that we went to. Uh, the, the super show. 
Um, I, I believe we did Super Show the one we in uh, March 2019. Yeah. So yeah, and so that the original yeah, so it's at March 22nd actually at Sandy Creek High School. So everybody, Action Wrestling Seven, it was Seven Show. Uh, it's titled uh, Action Show Super Show on IWTV. So get on there and get to with a one hour, forty seven minute, thirty seven seconds. Again, one hour, forty seven minutes, thirty seven seconds. As people are getting into their subscription, Mika, just the short version. After a very long morning of drinking, because it wasn't at night, I, you know, <coughs> you day drink for these things. Bless you. I was in a Uber on my way back to my hotel, and there is Matt Cardona, aka Zach Ryder, getting out of a car on the side of the Uber that I am. I'm a little inebriated. I'm banging on the window like, "Woo, woo, woo! I know you. Where's Chelsea? Because <laughs> I want to see Chelsea Green." <laughs> And um, my Uber driver would not stop. <laughs> he would not let me out so I could go back and speak with Mr. Cardona to look for his lovely, lovely fiance. So that's the short version of my alcoholic shenanigans. All right, so here we go. One hour, 47 minutes, 37 seconds. Uh, action show seven, March 22nd, Sandy Creek High School. And we're going to start with what happened previously that led to this match, which I'm sorry, Matt. I consider this uh, the, most, uh, the most violent match in, in uh, action history up to the eventual AC Mack versus, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, I forget his name already. Uh, oh, what, Alan Angels? No, 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 no. Um, or Brett Eisen. Brett Eisen, there you go, Eisen. All right. So, no offense okay. to to your booking and promoting that Nolan Edward versus uh, Angelus Lane, great match. But I, I... no, that 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 match, Nolan and Angelus, it was that. I started calling it that because right after on Twitter, some of the fans who were there live started calling it just extremely violent. Yeah, like, which look, I've already you know, said many times, so well. bad, so don't listen to their opinions. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, but if you recall, they were shoot headbutting each other and chopping the shit out of each other. But, they were, but, let, let, for, uh, but let's rewatch your brutality. Of course, man, I know you don't remember this match a lot oh as you God. had just getting dropped on your head right before this match. Uh, you, you, you were, uh, you know, we are, it took four people to help you out of the ring after Team Tag dropped you on your head. So you may have been a little concussed and not remember uh, what happened in this match. This is one of the reasons why I chose to watch this match. The main event of the Super Show, one hour, 47 minutes, 37 seconds, uh, Fred, uh, Fred Yehai versus Eric Royal. Um, so let's watch it in five, four, three, two, one, play. And so this happened... Beforehand, uh, at, at a previous show, um, I mean, look at look look at my reaction. Yeah, so this is their second ever match. Yeah, yeah this is this this is their second ever match actually, and this is on our December. Uh, this is our December Christmas 2018 slide. show. Yeah. Yes. 
And uh, uh, this is uh, this is the end of the match where Fred dives out, smashes into the stage. And this is how you do a type of angle. Like, look at the referee, Grandpa. He's not quite panicking yet, but he obviously seems like uh, he's acting yeah. like, okay, what the fuck is wrong? If you're going to try to sell something like an actual injury, you have to make it yeah. seem legit as opposed to to just you know uh, taking two seconds and then calling something off. Yeah. So, um, and this is why so like Fred crashes when the working stage. in wrestling. You know, especially as I've done music for you many times, I've done it in the past. I I like all I want to know is how a match ends, so I can have the music prepared. But I never want to know anything else because I want, as a fan, just watch and enjoy. And like you see, my, some of my reactions uh, are like legit, and it's like you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to work to to work the crowd. I'm just, I'm a fan, just like anybody else. Uh, this right here, I wasn't expecting. And the match is over; it's already been called. And Eric Royals like, what? What are we doing? It's like, okay, fine. Um, and I, I really wanted to show this because you know kind of leads to what led to the match at the Super Show. But uh, seeing these crowds, and, and look, look, look at the look crowd at now. You, you remember you mentioned how the crowd looked like you know, in April. And look at it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and look how they're reacting to the, the you know, Eric I mean, I, was like, was I remember this, time. my reaction, because I was like, no. Like this was so bad. This was so bad. Ooh. Ah. I mean, and when and when you look at it, this is this is one table spot. This is one table spot. And, but because of how it's executed, we get so much mileage out of it. Whereas some promotions in Georgia have done table matches with multiple tables, multiple times, and they get no mileage out of it because they burned it up as a spot. Wasn't this the first so, table spot you've done? You had done at this point. That can. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep, it was a it was a first it was the first table spot we'd done, and uh, this was six months into the promotion, and we wanted to set the stage really well. Um, getting up on the stage is uh, uh, I, you can see me uh, go to check Fred, and you see there's a, there's a point where he he indicates that he's uh, he's okay, and at that point we're going to intermission, so I just I just say like okay, let's work it. And uh, I just make sure, like, okay, let's just milk the heck out of it, uh, this injury. And we went to intermission, and it took about four or five minutes to get him out, if you recall, yeah. very slowly. So here we are, Sandy Creek High School, the first of two back, you know, back-to-back shows uh, out of the, uh, what is it, you call it the actions? We'll call it the action zone? The, you know, not the action arena. Dylan, else Dylan calls, calls it... I call it the action arena. Dylan calls it the action zone. This is the most underrated feud in action history. Man, look at those two good-looking people right there. Yeah. And uh, in high school, anytime you do something in a high school, it's going to be a little bit wonky just because of where the dressing room is and you're trying to kind of hide it. Um, We didn't quite have our professional-looking entrance and boy, Eric has a totally different look now, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I love I love more shiny yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the right thing to say. <laughs> okay. 
and uh, he's still still imposing and still uh, a master at his craft. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, and this is a big crowd at, at, at the high school, and man, a school, you know, oh Norco, their fang legend, never be forgotten, right there. Look, he, you could tell, you know, that they're all into it. Of course, at, at this time, I think yes. we had called the EMTs. There was an ambulance probably in the back checking on you after you had been, like I said, dropped on your head by Team Tag. Um, as we have Eric Royal. Eric Royal stealing the sunglasses off of Papa Hale's head. They look better on him anyways. Given. We love you, Papa Hales. Uh, it's the fact that he touched Papa Hales. You don't do that. I mean, if he wasn't Eric Royal, we would have handled him. But, you know, that's Eric Royal. We just got to give him the sunglasses. Like, uh, all right, fine. We'll get Papa some more sunglasses. And, you know, and you know this ring, uh, this ring looks so cool because it has the uh, red, white, blue ring ropes and with the red canvas, yeah, especially with the fact that this Colors High Schools were red, and blue, it just looks so neat. Mm-hmm. So, and I wish we could have done more with uh, the entranceway. I mean, especially when you're trying to just establish a show in entranceway and little. Uh, you know, I'm not too much on theatrics because the wrestling is what matters. If you put the best show on possible, um, you know, and it's always rough in a high school too because we had uh, about 325 people at the show, which is far more than we can put in the action arena, but because it's in such a big gym and such a big bleacher section, you can't quite tell. But there were still a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, more people than you out, fit yeah. at the, uh, the action arena. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were tons of people there. Like, like you said, it's the high school gym. It's a huge gym. It's not like a little bitty gym. And there were tons of folks there um, at, at this, this show. As I was just walking through, and I was like, "Man, it's a great turnout," you know. Yeah, I was real happy with uh, with the numbers. I mean, you can always hope, you know, that it, if it visually looks different, but you know, with with a high school uh, in a different type of venue, you know, that's um, you know, that's that's what it that's what it is. I mean, we we outdrew our normal building, so it was uh, it was a success. Um. But you know, as and this was still early on as well, show, right? Yeah, yeah. This was, this was uh, at the uh, yeah. This was eleven months in, so we were, You're not we were even still a year. really establishing ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this is the first time you know leaving this, that arena, leaving the uh, you know the Roger Spencer's uh, community center. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, speaking of, and, and it was a gamble. Yeah, speaking of, though, I, which I think paid off. But speaking of, with COVID, the way things going, when do you anticipate, if if it's in the pictures, to get back to a, a bigger crowd or a full crowd back uh, at a Rogers Center? I know it's a it's a government building, so there's probably a lot more restrictions. But do, do you anticipate seeing more fan opening it up to more fans soon, or? What have you heard from from the city? Uh, well, you're right. I mean, it is a, it is a building owned by the town, so it does it doesn't matter. You know, it's it's going to be up to the town manager, who I have a, a fairly good relationship with, and um, 
after our May show, I'm going to approach him and see. Um, after we, we are live on IWTV on May 14th. Um, and, <laughs> oh man, Fred and Eric, they wrestled three times in action, but it was such an underrated feud in Georgia. No. It, it, mm-hmm. it really did not get, in my opinion, the type of credit it deserves for being two flight, top flight contenders. Now, and I, I still feel that Fred's really highly underrated in Georgia, and he's lived here for years. You know, I still think that, that a lot of people just don't give him the opportunities that he can, you know, that he needs. But he, whenever he gets opportunities, he excels. It's it's well known, Danny, that I have a lot of uh, a lot of issues in general with how wrestling within the state is perceived, and yes. I I've come to just kind of, I mean, I just I just feel like with what I'm my goals are and what I'm trying to promote, that that's just going to be what happens. That's just going to be what happens. No, Jaden and Kane Justice. Oh, that's fun. Jade choking. Yeah, okay. I mean. But, but realistically, when it comes to uh, promoting in Georgia, I mean, you know, it's, it's just going to be what it is. Um, we're, we use a lot of wrestlers who come from out of state, and I don't, uh, I don't try to get any sort of in-state awards. I have, you know, I promote to a local crowd, but I also promote on, online, so my focus is not solely uh, my focus is not solely on the live house. So, uh, you know, I don't care about being a big wig in my town and how much junk I can talk. I care about putting a product out that people can see these matches. Oh, Jaden with a kendo stick. That can't possibly end well. And it didn't. Oh, you know. <laughs> Why did he swing over it? He was going to hit it. Hit it's Jaden Newman. Like he was number one swinging. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging like a dummy. <laughs> but George, George's, uh, I've had multiple conversations, and I, I just think that no matter what it is, George is going to continue to be, uh, going to continue to be really, really weird with us. Um, you know, I had a conversation yesterday. I said we're in a position where action wrestling means more outside the state right now than anybody in the state of Georgia by far. I mean that's not that's not debatable. Um, that's not me tooting my own horn. It's just not debatable. But like for example, oh, I don't really care about are all structured. Never win an award, which is I find very interesting. Um, yeah, because the, they're all structured to the impact you make within your own state, and you can't branch out. If you branch out too much, right. you get excluded. And uh, you know, and you know. Um, you know, an award like Booker of the Year. Oh, well, that's not for, that's for storylines, not for making matches. Okay, well, where do I get credit from producing the best in-ring wrestling in the state? Well, there isn't any. Okay, well, why not? And, yeah. you know, I don't care about winning awards. I care about how many hours viewed we get on IWTV and how much, uh, how much impact we have. And I care about the reception three weeks ago for Have Fun, Be Sad in Tampa. So um, I care about how many wrestlers on our show get tryouts and contracts um uh, you know other than that I don't, I don't care about these the, the fake awards it's just it's just a, such an interesting contrast to me i mean eric and fred are so you know this is an, an example we have somebody eric who's exclusive in the state of georgia 
to action wrestling, but he doesn't give the, get the credit he deserves because he's not wrestling in four different promotions in matches that nobody outside the building ever sees. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, and Eric was kind of, a lot of, Eric was, you know, kind of, he was in, he was in North Carolina and he was, he was kind of brewing there, but he hadn't yet broken out until you, I think until you guys brought him into action and people started to see him. Yes. People had been watching him on CWF mid Atlantic TV, but you know, I feel like that he really didn't have a name outside of that promotion. Um, you know, but you know, here he, you know, now he, you know, we fast forward from where this match is. Eric Royal's your champion. Yeah, I mean, Eric is is um, he's an incredible wrestler. He's a great person. He can work with a variety of people, and you know, he's working with Fred Yehi now. And you look just casually at the two of them, and you might not think that it's they're going to have great matches, but. Not only did they have three extremely good matches, they were all diverse and different. You know, this is the this is the 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 fight, the falls count anywhere. You know, you can fight anywhere, anything goes type of fight. Um, and they previously had two wrestling matches, which were both really good and different. A falls count anywhere match is a perfect match that you can have at a gymnasium where you can literally go anywhere. <laughs> And that's about what's about to happen now. Yeah, Fred's carrying up at the bleachers right now. Now, now, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I watched the opening match with the high school assistant principal, who's now the principal. And right after the show was over, I went to him, and he's like, "Oh, this is great. Can we do it next year?" Which we were supposed <laughs> to, but COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So. Uh, they're literally in the middle of people, and Royal takes somebody's phone. <laughs> like, get me an Uber. We're, I'm, a, we're, I'm not sure what he was calling an Uber, or he was ordering pizza, or um, he was ordering food to go with that popcorn, yeah. that two dollar bag of popcorn that he just decimated Fred with there. And that poor person's like, dude, my popcorn. I was gonna eat that. Uh, Mika, Mika has I mean, suffered. Kid, kid came for his phone. Mika knows what that feels like when uh, intermission at a MLA show. She was doing ring announcing and ring announcing commentary ringside. She goes gets tacos at intermission, and then the wrestlers threw the did a gimmick on the ta- on the commentary table and destroyed her tacos. Man, you want to talk about heartbreaking? The loss of food during a wrestling show is nothing like it. <laughs> this is that one wrestling thing. He's like, you know, and this is interesting too because, <laughs> and you know what's interesting about this is that I had because I had just been injured, I couldn't be out there for any of this. So <laughs> I'm watching, trying to get my eyes on it from the black screen in the back, <laughs> and yeah. I couldn't. I remember you. I like, can hardly see anything. In, in the in the, the bare words you could remember, since you were probably still knocked out, you gave me like, "This is how much time they have. Skip an eye at a time." And then, uh, <laughs> but I mean, oh. and, and and even though that this match went over the scheduled time, I mean, the thing is, it didn't matter because the fans, everybody was hot for this match from beginning to end. Wrong with this match is just like it flowed perfectly, and it was just like everybody like 
a workout because I'm up there. Am I insurance? Oh, oh, you meant actual insurance. Not you, yeah. Gotcha. No, I, I, I had an actual insurance policy, so I was very happy. Just in case. Yeah, this. Like, look, the, the concession guy is like, "Hey, look." <laughs> yeah. See, if, 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 if you if you had said to the, to the school, "Hey, I'll I'll pay for that window," I'm like, yeah, "Let's use that window if we can." Although I think that was a plastic window, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's here we go. Again. Oh, this was. Here you go. This one, Making yeah. Back into the uh, into the gymnasium because they were in kind of the foyer area. I, I want to make it clear that I did not. I told them certain things they could do. I did not tell them that they had to do this spot, and I did not book the spot. Oh. Because this match and show uh, actually got brought up to me last night. Yeah, th yeah this is great. Yeah, I got kicked. He was trying to run through all those things. It was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, kudos to you. See, Eric, see, this is the reason why Eric Rowan deserved to be your champion. We're going, go, rolling all those bleacher seats. I mean, he, he deserved that. I mean, great performance. And he saw this. I like, took oh, a I, boot. I, yeah. And I go through these a little like, faster. He's going all the way down. He couldn't. Supernova. Oh, and, of and, is and this is a your special timekeeper. Yeah, we had just done the Supernova uh, Make a Wish show a month previously, and uh, you know I like that they went for the pinfall there. To you know they've done some fighting. Get over the emphasis and emphasize the false count anywhere nature of it. And then, then get back in the ring so everyone can see you. Yeah, that's the thing. I love I love wrestling that goes outside the ring and fights, but sometimes wrestlers don't know how to do it, and they go to an area where maybe twenty percent of the fans can actually see them. So yeah. they'll hit each other. They'll hit each other everybody's, with stuff. Everybody's standing on their chairs and they can't see crap, and the fans get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, and you're hit, and you're you're wailing on each other, but if you don't do it right, nobody can see it. So you're just taking all these shots or giving them all for nothing. See? I was just yeah. slamming the back of his head on the mat. Yeah, this was my kind of jam. I was like, just beat the crap out of each other. Enjoy a good wrestling match. We just, you know, it's like, hey, let's see how concussed you can get out of this match. <laughs> Yeah, and when you have, it's it's so e it's so much easier when you have two wrestlers who really really understand uh, what the match type should be. And it's like, okay, we let everybody see us in the ring. I'm gonna I'm gonna dump Fred outside, and that's that's perfect because it's supposed to, you know, I I feel like what we've gotten a lot out of action uh, is a lot of uh, people thinking it's complete chaos. When actually everything is going pretty according to plan, um, we've had some intricate things where it's like the timing has to hit 
Otherwise, somebody's going to be standing there looking like an idiot waiting on a queue. But uh, but we've been we've been fortunate uh, so far, and um, to create so much chaos without actually doing it. And look, they're not they're not hardly doing anything outside the ring right now. It's yeah. Erica stalking Fred uh, with a Singapore cane, jarring with the fans, yelling at Norco, and not. To sound like a broken record. I mean, I don't think I've ever said this out loud in public, but I've told you this a million times over, I think, Matt. Uh, you have a playbook. As long as you get the, the, the guys who can perform that playbook, who can run to your place the right way, it's always going to work. You know, and so far you've gotten very lucky because, you know, to, to get the right guys in – and who knock it out at the park every single time. It's worked out so far, and it's like not going to hopefully keep, you keep. I mean, I, at some point, you're going to get this a dud that just maybe didn't work out. Maybe you did get him at, at, at the very first show, but it's all good. You know, I've, I've, I've had shows where I was less happy than others, um, and that's fine. Uh, I've definitely had plenty of times where um, you couldn't quite get over what you wanted to but if you if you try to stay on the path and not hot shot you can you can definitely get there um, and, and and look Eric Royal is so good you know he, he throws a punch and he does a quick quick shake of his hand just to sell the fact that yeah of course my fingers hurt I hit this guy really hard yeah. And I would love to have seen that high school with maybe 50 to 100 more people in it just for, you know, how much more noise could we have gotten? Yeah. Sure, but I mean, still, for for action, I, I thought, I mean, this at this time was your record. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's still great. And I think at this time, also, maybe a few people had already left. Um, I'm not sure. I, I saw... It's one couple leaving back because the lady just couldn't handle the violence. Or either that or it was her bedtime. <laughs> it was her bedtime. Don't underestimate the don't underestimate the bedtime because Tyrone is definitely a uh a lot of people are the all right, I gotta go to bed at nine thirty. Oh, I know. I have to double check that you were gonna be able to make this this booking. You're like, hey, we record late, man. I know I, <laughs> I know you're usually getting knocking yourself out at nine o'clock. Uh, but yeah, so 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 here we are, and look, I, I love I love Fred. He's just like he's like he's not flashy in any way. However, he's he's very captivating. He he makes you pay attention in everything that he does. So it's like you know he doesn't have to be the mo- the most flashiest performance, but characters. But yeah, I mean, with his wrestling and his psychology, he's yeah, with, just, with psychology. He's amazing with psychology and timing. If you can make, you can get so much more than some can by do who do twice or three times as much. Um, you know, I tell a lot of the wrestlers, it's like, all right, if you can't punch or you can't throw a forearm, don't. If you're gonna have to do it, you know, don't throw three that look like crap. 
throw one that looks and is you know is pretty tight uh, because your uh, your opponent will cover you for one and second of all you just don't want to put you just don't want to put bad work out there because it's not going to help you if I see somebody who who comes into a match and and I've done it before I've turned off a match where somebody had a really really weak lockup or you know they 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 did lock up and they took the arm and then they twisted and they twisted and it's like all right you're not doing anything you're pretending to do to, to work but you're not actually working well we lost I, i've seen you somewhere. watch some stuff and um just kind of like yeah. yeah i've seen you all talk to guys before afterwards and say hey you know in the middle of this or whatever so how important it is for you you know for somebody with some potential to kind of go back and say hey look you're not ready for maybe an action but here's what you should work on is that something that you look to do I've I've done that. I've had people who are, you know, borderline or who aren't good enough. And, you know, sometimes that uh, the, it can be harsh to tell somebody, it's like, look, I know you've you've potentially earned a spot, but you're not ready. But the, the flip side is if I do put somebody who's not ready in the ring and they have a bad showing, I can never bring them back. You know, then 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 they're not going to be able to come back ever. So all I did was burn up their appearance. Uh, I've I've you know um, I try to protect wrestlers as best I can and make them look good. Um, but sometimes you have awkward conversations with wrestlers who are not geared up to hear what what they need to. Flip side is I have lots of wrestlers who also seek out are going to be negative. You know, what do what will you tell yeah. me that somebody else is just trying to be too polite to tell me? Uh, I, oh, so here we go. I, this, this, this right here. This right here. I was like, no, they're not. Tearing on the ropes, yeah. I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> I was like, I'm just standing there in the back, but it's just like, I'm just looking... Like, ooh. Yep, they did <laughs> they, it. They, they did the thing. They did the thing. Going through the table, that was definitely a, that was a table provided by Scott Hensley. Um, and again, <laughs> we table. do one. We No, it was not a school table, We but we do one big spot. It's built up to. It comes out of a surprise because it was a table that was in plain view of everybody the whole night. And even if we didn't do a table spot, I likely would have had, uh, I likely would have had commentary there anyway, just because the building dynamics, I think it's much easier to be at ringside. Um, so people can see the table, the entire, uh, they can see the table, the, uh, the entire night, but don't realize what it's going to be used for. And it's funny because saying, they were down so long. I still say this is a pin. They were. Fred's on top of them. That's a pin. Yeah. Should have counted. Grandpa, sh- Grandpa should have counted. And it should have made Eric roll his shoulder off the mat. And look, oh, you spot uh, an Easter egg. You spot Damian Tangra. Damian Tangra doing uh, a little bit of crowd control. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> 
Thank oh, and he he rises. He's alive. He's alive. <laughs> oh, you can do and it. And if you re- if you recall, I I was I was in the back because I couldn't move. I'm like, what's happening? They're down a long time. What's happening? <laughs> and I because I I couldn't leave because I was selling my own injury, which was. Really smart to do. You're still getting checked out by the EMT. They were trying to figure out whether they need to take you to the ER or if you'd be all right. Yeah. You know, at your old age, you never know. This My very old upset. age, yes. This table was not letting go of him. It was really oh. like, Yeah, the rubber banding was... around the table was wrapped around his ankle for a second there, yeah. Yeah, they did not take that off. Usually you, you, usually you remove that. But look, but look at how much mileage they're getting out of selling this. I mean, this yeah. spot is going on, you know, a couple minutes at this point. I thought at first this is said this is going to be over, but I was like, when they kicked out, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I think you my radio is trying to agree that. You day. know, if you can make, <laughs> if you can make a certain spot seem special. And make them, you know, make the crowd appreciate it, earn it. You'll get so much more mileage as opposed to if we did, you know, we get we we get better results out of one table than if we use six. Yeah, because it's all about the storytelling. And Fred it's literally not, is just trying to. Not necessarily about the, you know, the just doing it for the sake of doing it. Right. What it bugs me sometimes when you see. Um, when you see a match that's a, you know, it's a garbage death style type match and there's a bunch of objects in the ring, but you know that the match isn't going to end until they've crashed through every light tube. Yeah, or they've smashed through every Oof, table. what a brutal power bomb. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, there's other promotions in Georgia who've done tables matches uh, and it becomes a diminishing results thing if you continually burn up what you've done you know and, and now every it's just it's just a psychology thing you know everybody thinks that this is some violent match and it is but it certainly doesn't compare to you know something on a nick gage invitational show or uh, an icw no holds barred show yeah but it just it just nick feels gage, it feels nick- much differently Nick Gage slapped. You know what? Nick Gage slapped me on my hand one time coming into the ring. Uh, it hurt for three days, and now that I think about it, that's the hand <laughs> that I had to go and take get get steroids on because my arm was tingling. Maybe that's why it's been tingling. Now that I didn't realize Nick that he hit a nerve from just that hand hand slap. You know what? Explains <laughs> it all. Nick Gage killed no. you. That's what happened. I was like, I had, I had no clue what cost it. Now I know. It, it was an injury from that hand slap. Speaking of injuries, Nick Gage is for the children. And I didn't even get a mark pick with him. I was so mad. He has pliers. That's the one. The one thing I wanted to do is get my mark pick with Nick Gage. I was like, this is probably the only chance I'm going to get because I chickened out in New Orleans. Uh, Nick Gage is great. He's a he's a true uh, he's a true locker room leader. So book him at least one more time so I can get that mark pick, please. 
I'd, I'd like don't, to. Don't book the, I'd like don't book to. the flyers, I love though. <laughs> you know, I think that's part of the skill that comes in when you're able to do a lot in a match but actually do very little. I mean, we're giving them enough where they've seen a kendo stick, they saw a table spot up into the bleachers and down, and now they're doing plier stuff. But, you know, the, the way that it's set up, it feels like a lot. But it really isn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the pacing of it, and it's the storytelling and build-up to each individual spot that, you know, that plays into it. Like, they were fighting over the pliers as Fred's trying to keep them away. You know, Royal kicked him low, and then he kind of is able to hit him with the pliers. But, you know, he didn't just go in there and start pinching him with pliers and pulling at him right away. They fought over it. You know, it's to for control of the weapon. And we've done, uh, on recent shows, we've done stuff on the stage, which is a callback to uh, a like a powerbomb through a table, which we saw earlier. So, and people remembered it. People remembered that uh, are going to pop because, oh yeah, this there could be something through a table on the stage because they did it before. They did it a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, so now that's, anytime somebody goes to the stage and threatens some sort of power bomb or any type of move on a table, that's legit. That could actually happen because they've seen it happen. And that can be some of that that super deep psychology on fans that you can play with. Oh man, this the coach Fred's finish does not look comfortable to be in ever. Huh? Yeah, this doesn't yeah. look comfortable either. I mean, I I think the Koji Clutch is definitely one of those moves that's that's borderline shoot. Um, you know, like it's it's not a real you put you get put in it and and it's gonna hurt. It's not something that you just kind of sit in and pretend it hurts. No, it hurts. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's just uh, the, the the ability of of you know trying to actually put someone unconscious with the move or make it look like you're doing as such. Mm-hmm. So Fred victorious, yeah. but yeah, I, I love that finish. I loved it. Fred gets his gets his revenge for getting slammed through a table post match. Um, you know, uh, the hero victorious after his after he was able to to best the villain. And that's what that's what wrestling can be. It's just these archetypes, like you just described, Danny, hero villain, and you know, give a reason to cheer for the babyface and give a reason to to boo the villain. You know, some fans will yeah. be contrarians no matter what, and that's yeah, that's what it is. But and I would say, about I, saying, I could have, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, no, no, really good heel ever wants to be cheered, and. You know, because they want that hatred. That's what they feed off of, and and That's how you're not being, you know, as a top the deal. Story requires them to be, to be villainous, to be, you know, hated. That you want to see them lose. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. And by the way, this is also when uh, you 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 started doing the little credits afterwards. So I, I do appreciate the kudos there. As, uh, I call me your musical director. I've never been called that in my life. Um, and of course, uh, uh, Mika Villas, your host. But uh, 
So the next match we're gonna watch, everybody, it'll be is the last match for the night. It'll be twenty uh twenty one is a current match, it's one match uh I was actually waiting Ooh. to watch uh here. I had watched I know Matt's been asking me to watch this match uh for for a hot minute. So and it's also a match that Danny well not the match Danny wanted to make, but he wanted to watch this wrestler because he hasn't watched much of him. So we're going to February twenty first, twenty twenty one. Action Wrestling presents No Easy Way Out. So yes, you're on IWTV Live, February twelfth, twenty twenty one. No, no easy way out. Started at one hour twenty six minute mark. Um, as we're gonna get ready to watch. Uh, Anthony Henry versus Nolan Edward. No BS in his yeah. name. Um, no flinch. Wait, so, no, never mind. that's wrong one. Yeah. No uh, so so no we're going to go ahead and take a, give everybody a second there to get to uh, Action Wrestling's No Easy Way Out from February 12, 2021. Because um, we're back. Uh, in the action zone, uh, and uh, in the action arena or zone, and this is now in the COVID era of action. As yes. um, <laughs> so, we, we we see uh, less people in attendance, but that's I think people would have showed up if they could have. But we understand, hey, we got to keep social distancing. I got to keep everybody healthy. Uh, and also by this time, I you know uh, I, I had uh, retired at, at, at uh, the as a musical director, uh, uh, and yeah, so here we are, uh, one hour twenty, and hopefully you're there. If you're not there, pause right now. Pause this episode. Get there. Unpause it. You should have already unpaused it. Because you know that's how pause on pause works. Uh, you're at the one hour twenty six minute mark, and in, we're gonna go in five, four, three, two, one, play. Nolan Edward already in the ring. Uh, of course, he's got that towel that he was handed to by. Uh, JD Drake is that what he's going by these days? Um, yes, JD uh, Drake. Out of respect for their match uh, that happened uh, previously, and uh, if I remember correctly, this is uh, Anthony Henry's last match in the Indies. Yes, this was announcement, this... right? Uh, yes, he um, he did this match on a Friday. He drove home. Uh, packed, and then Sunday morning he drove to Orlando. He took his uh, he took his talents to Central Florida. Now I'm very very happy for him. He <laughs> he worked an awful long time, and you know it's it was uh, it was very much a privilege that we were able to have Anthony Henry's last uh, independent yeah. wrestling run. A, a guy who a lot of highs and lows and like he just was, he was going to get that shot for some reason or another, just 
didn't work out, but here he finally got his shot and happy that he's part of uh, what's been titled as the biggest class in the PC right now. Um, can't wait to see him in action on uh, on on uh, on the cock at some point. Uh, but yeah, but here he's going against uh, Nolan Edward. Nolan, of course, defeating his uh, Henry's tag team partner previously. Uh, so let's see if he can make it two and zero against uh, the Warwick Horseman. One thing about Anthony Henry for anybody who happens to not be familiar, there's a, a term working stiff. Anthony Henry might not be the biggest dog in a fight, but this dog is going to fight you tooth and nail. I've watched him literally beat the hell out of people. And Nolan Edwards, Edward can take a beating. So this, for me, I just knew was going to be something special and particularly just crazy brutal, potentially. Well, and it's it's one of those moments since this is you know, Anthony Henry's last match on the independent scene and Nolan is, is a guy on the rise. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of a passing of the torch moment in a, in a sense, you know, Anthony wanted to be challenged by, you know, one of the guys who's, who's getting big buzz. And a lot of people are toting as, you know, a future top star of the independent scene. Um, so I, I think there's kind of that, you know, the, the present versus the future kind of thing. Yeah, this and and this is a match that Anthony wanted um, as as a shoot uh, after Drake wrestled him. Um, Drake told Henry about it, and Henry asked to come in and wrestle Nolan. Uh, and then Nolan, after the Drake match, actually got some uh, play and got a chance up at ICW No Holds Barred. Took off very well there, and by a coincidence, they had. Uh, three weekends in a row, November, December, and January, that were all action dates as well. So we weren't able to make this match until February. Of and, course, uh, but this time, no, Nolan had also won the feature showcase that previous October. Yes. So Yes, he won, he won that the day after the Drake match. Well, he, had, uh, he had the Drake match on a Friday night, and then the next day he had three more matches. Man, I mean Drake, Drake's not an easy outing. You're gonna be you're gonna be feeling the hurt from that, and then you to go work three more matches the next day is a testament to his toughness. And, and I think as a new work horseman. And I think as we talked last last week, you know, now the, the walls of the Roger Spencer Community Center have been, you know, the, the photos of the children and the paintings and the drawings have been replaced by action banners uh, around the walls. Uh, Great product placement there, uh, man. But yeah, it's like you know, th- this is uh, you know, th- th- this is the uh, the building that uh, action rebuilt. Nolan just chopping the ring post there, almost breaking his hand, and Henry capitalizes. So you gotta say, I, I think Nolan Edwards gotta be one. I mean, you can never have favorites, right? You, you, you in sixteen men in with the SCI, any anybody could win. But 
just with with, with the kind of uh, I think with, with the the kind of rise that, that Nolan has had, uh, you know, he's got to be with the fans one of the favorites to 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 get this term because I think a lot of people uh, that the a lot of fans that have been following Nolan and following him mm-hmm. uh, working here and the other promotions, uh, you know, the work the the, the help work with SCI here. I think that he's got to definitely be one of the favorites. The fans will really be behind, I think, uh, in uh, on August uh, six and seven. You'd, you'd imagine he's got a pretty good job. Yeah. By the way, this is, uh, this is a t- big running. For, oh, that's a tremendous yeah. visual where Anthony, Beautiful. where Anthony just throws himself in a hole and scatters and ends up just sitting upright in between two chairs. And in the background, you can see there was a pretty good amount of indie wrestlers who came in to watch Anthony's last show and match. And that's always a big compliment, too, when uh, when other wrestlers show up um, and they're not booked and they just want to kind of be there for the moment. Um, and this, the fact that this, this, this night, this show, and then Eyes on the Throne after it streamed live on IWTV is is really just uh, the that's a big compliment because uh, you don't get to just decide, yeah, I'm going to stream live on IWTV. There's only a few. And May 14th will also be streamed, right? Yes, May 14th we've got another doubleheader, and boy, these shots are brutal. Yeah, Henry uh, definitely doesn't uh, like like Mika said. He's not the biggest guy, but he he definitely hits as as hard as anybody, if not harder. Yeah. The, not big, harder. big ups to Nolan, though. I mean that that kid, you know, knows how to take a beating. And he, he appreciated. He wanted, wanted. Yeah, and he he wanted the match too. I mean. I, I've gotten good mileage out of trying to make matches that uh, wrestlers want. And, you know, to be able to just come in and request a match, you have to have a good body work to show that you, you know, are going to be able to back it up. And uh, uh, Nolan, Nolan, has, uh, Nolan has made me look like a very incredibly intelligent booker and promoter. I think a lot of people on your roster have done that. Um if if people watch the progression uh, of action, um, just even from the inception, you watch people like we just watched Eric and, and Fred. Eric is now the, the action champion. Um, and, you know, back in his inception, that was, you know, unheard of, especially when you had AC Mack as a champ. You look at the progression of uh, a Bobby Flacco, um, where Bobby's mad, talented, but... Georgia, the Southeast, people, you know, they were, nobody was going to, I, I don't say nobody, but people weren't invested in Bobby the way that you invested in Bobby. And a lot of the guys and girls on your roster as such, you've done some phenomenal storytelling, booking, whatever you want to call it, just being creative and, and letting these people do or showing a different side of them. So that's where I think the, the magic of action is and where it lies and people should kind of go back and look at that and just kind of say, like you say, you don't want the awards, but here are your flowers. You've done an, a great job. So here's Henry with uh, the, the 
the towel that formerly JD belonged Drake. to his partner. Mm-hmm. And and JD Drake really wanted to give that to Nolan back in October. I mean, he really wanted to go ahead and, and salute him because it was a match he was interested in. Uh, he had known uh, known Nolan, and he he wanted the match. Um, and so Anthony was interested in the match, and you know when you know that's a sign of respect because at this point we only had so many Anthony Henry matches, and he wasn't going to be taking very many bookings because at the t- uh, I mean, I'll just say it. At the time he started, we already knew. We already knew. It wasn't like he started his run and we got surprised. He already knew it was going to be a very sh- a short run. And in the storytelling aspect, Anthony Henry won every match except the one he wrestled against Eric Royal, who later became champion. Yikes. Stomping you see how nasty that was? I know, right? So, Danny, what are your impressions so far of Nolan Edwards? Well, he's getting his ass beat. But, you know, he's taking a beating. I mean, Henry's taking it to him, dude. You know, the first time I looked at it, this is no disrespect to Nolan Edwards. But I didn't know who the kid was the very first time I ever laid eyes on him. And I didn't take a very good glance because, you know, I don't try like looking at people like that, but from an angle, the first time I glanced at him, I said to myself, "What is Kenway doing here?" Yeah, I could kind of see, I could see that in certain light. He definitely looks like Kenway. I I, I, I that's a very good comparison. Yeah. That that I could see the Kenway iskness, but yeah, yeah. the this one's a little more there, slightly. Yeah. I mean, two yeah. young kids who don't give them and just love sticking beating. But eventually, we will find a way to give it back. But yeah, yeah. Kudos to Kenway for going out and wanting to to serve his country and uh, do that. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Th- this kid is definitely a tough kid. It's just he. They, there's no. There's no quitting. I think that. I think I, I think if, if, not only just in his performance, but I feel like that's his attitude in real life, man. You can probably talk more about Nolan the person, uh, but he just seems like a kid who works hard and is willing to learn and get better and grow, and not just not just get complacent. And that you can appreciate that from from a young rising star. Like that's, I, I think, uh, if people don't don't know Nolan's story on a personal level, um, he he is a um, he's an adopted child. I mean, he's a, a a grown up now, but he was adopted. So, like on his tights, he's got that dog dirty orphan gang, and I think he's had the mentality perhaps his whole life of kind of fighting uphill battles. So I think he brings a lot of that aspect to his ring work. Um, that is not luck. That it is, you know, him going out and fighting for everything tooth and nail. Well, <laughs> and you see him right here. That's, that's, 
And that's and that is a very accurate Mika. That's kind of how he's described how he sees it as well. Not that I've interviewed him or anything. Just you know, I, I know the I know the talks, <laughs> the talks with the peeps. No, and uh, and I will I say that this match got a little. Uh, uh, <laughs> this match got a little uh, liberal with the language because, uh, you know, I give the don't swear, don't do the middle finger. And um, Anthony Henry got the pass because, <laughs> because he's driving to Orlando. It's not like it can. can <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't find you know, him. It was it was heated and, it's his, and uh, it's, his, it's his last day. He's, you know, he's yeah, I mean, again, you know. I don't even go here. And, uh, you know, which is, which is funny. I mean, I, I, I mean, thankfully the, the people I have there, um, you know, if this had been 250 people it would have been a problem, but with the limited crowd who was there, uh, it wasn't, nobody was particularly concerned about it. Um, and, uh, oh, I love one of my favorite Nolan ever moves is the, it, he just executes such a perfect looking Mondo bomb. It looks so devastating and clean. And these two worked so well together for just one match. And I'll, I'll give you a little, uh, a little of this. Uh, this, this show started at six thirty, and they went into the mat to the ring about eight. And at six thirty, neither of them were in the building yet. So they put this match together to... fairly quickly. Still trying to make that Tyrone town and not even in the building at, at start time. Not even call time at the start time. Jesus. Look at Nolan's chest. Yeah, his chest and his shoulders looking like that, that I, shoulder looks like it's about to pop out of the socket. I, I could probably see how this conversation went. Henry goes, kid, I'm going to try to kill you. Don't die. Okay. <laughs> fight, ba fight back if you can. And I can yeah. yeah, I can definitely see Nolan just kind of looking back. Okay. He's like, can I please get a breather in here? Matt, where were you Why during this we match? Were you watching this match as it was going, or were you running something at that point? Were, were you watching it in the back? Because I know you guys have a, a, a TV uh, screen in the back now, right? When you do these shows, uh, these live shows? Uh, we did. We did because it was live. I uh, I was able to have some set up, but I'm actually uh, near the stage uh, watching this, and and I felt at the time that this is uh, I felt that I, I and I do feel that this is one of the better matches, one of one of the top and best matches we've had at Action, which is high praise. Yeah, this was. Uh, as I'm watching this live um, and watching this back now, we talked about, you know, colorful language and the, the middle finger and what have you. This all fit um, for such a like quick storyline where J.D. Drake, you know, fought Nolan and, and, you know, said, hey, this kid's legit Anthony Henry going, hey, I want to fight him too. Everything just worked. There was actual emotion and the tension and just, the brutality 
that damn double stomp right there. It was it all just worked so perfectly. Well, sometimes you have wrestlers talk about about it's like, oh, I want this match, and then when and then if it actually happens, it's a disappointment because they've they've built it up, but they didn't actually execute it like it was a match that actually mattered. Yeah, I mean, it every everything it's, has to matter. Got a dragon but sleeper, it, it, but it has to matter in its own context. Yes, with both arms, and look at this kid's chest, like. God. Just stretched out, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Kudo driver coming. Oh God. Like, like an accordion. Folded him. him. Folded him. him. He did. No, he ain't dead. Again, if if you learn nothing else, learn that this kid will take a whooping. This is not one of those kids you can just back beat and put him to bed. Again. Ugh. I mean, oh, you know, you're trapped. I don't even know if you can properly tap out. And if you yell, I quit, I don't know if the guy can hear you because your mouth is in his armpit. Well, he looks like he submitted there. You got the best referee in Georgia and Grandpa Booker right there on top of that action because, like you said, you can't tell what's happening. If the, if the kid quits, does he pass out? Does he tap out? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Anthony right, Henry right was not going to be denied. Relentless. And right, Anthony right here, you can, was... you can, and right, and right here, you see, you see genuine emotion from Anthony. I mean, he he knows at this point, you know, it's it's that realization that you know his independent wrestling career is over. He's still going to be in the business, and he's going to be paid more than he had ever been to wrestle but now his control over his career is done and this is you know the end of uh, the end of the road for uh gosh what he, he had been about 17 or 18 years mm-hmm. on the indies and yeah. and it's done i mean he'd wrestled for so many places in georgia and it's just such a compliment that he gave us and he wanted to come in and give us the last run that he did and Every match he had for us was special. Nolan asking what's going on. Yeah, Where no, are I we? think he might have passed out in the move. Right yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, he looks I like, like I'm ready to start the match. Let's go. Like, he, uh, yeah, he passed out. He did not. He, I don't think there's going to be any situation where Nolan gives up in a match or taps out. I don't think that's, I, and I don't think based on his body of work the last. Uh, six or eight months, anyone's going to buy him tapping out. So for the sake of time, and so we don't get cut uh, by Podbean, uh, and I could invite to listen to this post-match. We'll watch it uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, say, saying goodbye to one star, but uh, saying hello to another uh, here in, in Old Network is this kid, I think – you have been able to give him the platform to uh, to to showcase his talent and and, and how old is he right now? Is he uh, is that Nolan? Nolan. Uh, uh, I believe he's twenty three or twenty four. Yeah. So I mean, he's got so much still ahead of him, and the the, the fact that that you know. People are, are getting into him so so early on. It's, it's great, but uh, great. Hey, Matt, thanks for coming again and kind of looking back 
uh, and two two more shows. Uh, you know, we, we went all over with in, in the you know in the last four years or three years. Yeah, that's been four years. Yeah, we don't count COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I know you got a busy but... uh, spring summer uh, with the 14th of May and the doubleheader, and then of course SCI and the future show. Tickets, of course, on sale now. Front row sold out for SCI shows. Still, I'm sure plenty of uh, tickets available. However, you know it's a much smaller location than before, so it, it's mm-hmm. not the kind of place where you're going to be able to find a ticket at the door. So get your tickets uh-huh. now. Uh, what's the website? SCIWrestling.com, and I okay, so I do believe the, we eventually will sell out. Yeah. Uh, so Matt. Thanks for joining and thank you everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you follow Matt at uh, Matt the Mouth at Action Wrestling One. Hit him up for bookings. He's uh, taking on the no. commerce. <laughs> no. uh, don't do that. Please don't do that. All applications. No. You know, no. Um, no. He loves it. I- I'll tell uh, you. I'll tell you the standard. We're booked up right now. We do for charity. Send me your work and um, thanks for keeping in touch. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I, I don't say thanks for keeping in touch from, from the oldest young boy to the to the to the youngest old boy. <laughs> uh, Matt accepts all and everyone, women as well. He doesn't discriminate. Uh, <laughs> uh, check us out on Twitter at FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter, Danny F and Danger. I'm on Twitter at Yellman P. <laughs>